Hey, 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 it's Coach Marky of the Everyday Fitness with Coach Mark podcast. And in today's episode, I have another special guest. His name is Brian Sanders. And Brian is the filmmaker behind the Food Lies documentary, host of the top five nutrition podcast, Peak Human, and an international speaker. He graduated from UCLA with a degree in mechanical engineering. He works as a health coach at Evolve Healthcare and co-founded a health education company, Sapien. He also works to spread the awareness of regenerative agriculture and increase access to well-raised animal products through his company, Nose to Tail. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about a really effective way to change your health for the better. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, Brian, uh, welcome to the Everyday Fitness with Coach Mark podcast. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and um, everybody heard it in the intro and always heard it and hears it in, in the intro. But I want to know from you um, a little bit about you. Who is Brian Sanders? Maybe give us a little bit of a rundown and um, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, sure. I, I feel like I'm kind of this communicator. I, I like to gather information and make it easy for other people to understand. And so, yeah, I mean, I have this background in science and mechanical engineering but also have the background with my parents' health and my own health. So I always tell people, uh, I, I was really woken up when I was about 30, when I lost both my parents to chronic disease. And you know, it be, it's become normalized these days where people just get old and they get sick and they think it's normal. A quick jump ahead, I went to Africa in February. It's not normal. There's people living there till 100. I talked to a lady who says she was 120. She was jumping around, dancing. You know, they, they don't have chronic disease. It's not normal to just get fat, sick, you know, have all these conditions as you grow old. So that was a wake up call for me because I didn't really know that. And I thought that it was normal and that even uh, cancer and Alzheimer's were just part of society and that there's nothing you can do about them. Mm -hmm. And I, I jumped into tons of research in the last eight years and the, the sort of jump ahead story again is you can control these things, especially Alzheimer's and cancer. Yes, of course, there's some cancers you cannot control, right? There's environmental stuff. There's, a, But this is a small portion of, of the cancers. Like you have so much control, even with the genes, with Alzheimer's genes, you know, you, you have control over that. You do not have to have these genes express or you don't have to just because you have the quote Alzheimer's genes. Like that doesn't mean you get Alzheimer's. It just means you are less adapted to the modern environment, right? And so if you just move away from these, this crazy modern environment we live in and the crazy foods we eat and processed trash, you don't have to get Alzheimer's. And so it's a big wake-up call for me. I've been on this journey for eight years, pretty much every day since I just read everything, interview researchers, doctors. I work with a doctor now. This is kind of my whole life is to dive into this stuff. And I think I've come to a lot of simple conclusions after that. And I, I think a lot of people are sort of biased or they go down certain rabbit holes or certain dogmas or you know ways of thinking mm -hmm. and they kind of get lost in the nutrition world. And then like the, the, the whole government, you know, and the mainstream nutrition is just a mess yeah. to begin with, right? So I just think my, my role here is to just take take all the info, not 
get caught up in agendas and try to make sense of it all. And then that's also what I'm doing in my film Food Lies. So cool. that's kind of my recap is I'm making this film Food Lies and I do my podcast Peak Human and I uh, just everything I do is about making this new health paradigm diet and lifestyle stuff available to the public. Um, it's super interesting to hear from you, um, especially uh, you lost your parents, which is a big, probably a big uh, impact in your life. You know, you said it was around uh, when, you, when you turned 30. Um, talk a little bit about that, if that's okay with you, obviously. Um, what changed and, and what made you think a little different? And, mm. and how do you think like simple ways in order to change and to prevent these chronic illnesses? Yeah, definitely. So they were kind of the poster child, you know, they were like the food pyramid and just, we were just following the, the guidelines. Like that was the thing. And we also didn't go out to eat a lot. So people are like, oh yeah, of course the standard American diet's bad. Yeah. Everyone's going to McDonald's and doing all that stuff. That was not what we were doing. We were making most food at home. They were always like pretty budget oriented and frugal. Like we didn't have like tons of money or anything. We were just like, yeah, we need to make our own food and we're not going out to eat. My dad's like, that's too expensive. Like we're not going to McDonald's. Like we could make our own food. So, so it wasn't like we were doing that, but they still got sick. Right? That's the thing. So there's different levels to this. Some people think, oh yeah, you can just avoid junk food and that's obvious, but it's not that the, the stand, the guidelines are basically recommending junk food. It's this hidden junk food. And we're trying to figure out how to let people know this in the film that all the stuff that's packaged and it says heart healthy on it, or all these things that people think are healthy, like a granola bar. Oh man, that's so healthy. I'm going to have a granola bar and they're, they, you know, parents are shoving it in their kids' mouths, like every three hours, giving them all kinds of snacks and this and that. None of that is healthy. So anything that's packaged and well, really, I just think anything with ingredients lists and in packages are just like inherently not very healthy at all. Sure. There's ex exceptions. Of course, you can have like beef jerky and, you know, that could be healthy. It's in a package, but you know, just a beef jerky with that's mostly beef is a lot different than what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, so, so basically we, we did the low fat diet. We ate, uh, pasta and, you know, all these things that we were told to eat and bread. It's like, okay, get your whole grain bread, get your pasta, get the low fat milk, like doing all that stuff. And it still got them. You know what I mean? They still had these problems. They both had that classic thing that overweight, middle section. They were not obese, right? Both my mom and dad, they were not, it's not like they were just a mess, right? Yeah. They were normal looking people and they had like a belly and they were soft and they had. And so now looking back, I realized, oh, well, they had pre-diabetes, you know, they had problems with insulin and blood sugar. They probably had a lot of visceral fat Their Their bodies were just in metabolic disarray for probably decades right? Just thinking they were normal. Just, oh yeah, we're going to continue on this. And then of course, cancer, Alzheimer's, you know, it just caught up to them. So that what shook me up is you, you have to get outside of even thinking that whole grain bread is good. And for some people, that's a hard thing to do because they're like, okay, I get McDonald's is bad, 
but I got my whole grain bread and, you know, I do this and I'm healthy. And I'm just saying, Hey, maybe not, you know, <laughs> maybe not. I mean, maybe there is some people in Europe who are getting some really good whole grains and they're fermenting their breads or, you know, making them traditionally and they're active. And so I don't want to say blanket statements, but you know, you just have to, to rethink a lot of things. So you would say, um, packaged foods, processed foods in general, you need to avoid in order to avoid chronic illnesses or any type of illness that comes with it. Um, let, let's flip that. What would you suggest? What foods would you suggest mm -hmm. to eat? Exactly. So then even if some people accept that, there's like many sides of nutrition people like a vegan would say, okay, I get it. They yeah, avoid processed foods. So yes, we should all just eat more plants and meat is bad, right? So then you have to get to this next level too, which is, you know, the rabbit holes I've been down for years. And uh, again, totally changing my opinion. I used to eat just like lean chicken breasts. Like I, I would barely, you know, I'd be eating plant-based meals. Essentially, when you look back on it, they were plant-based. And then I'd have some turkey or a little bit of lean chicken breast. I, my health was rapidly declining by 30. I was puffy and, you know, gaining weight. I've lost four pant sizes since then without changing anything. But if I didn't calorie count, I didn't do anything. I just changed a few of these foods and I started eating more meat. So that's where I'm headed here is that I, I learned that animal foods are supremely healthy. They are, should be the base of diets around the world. And they are the base of cultures, diets around the world for all of history. Uh, to varying degrees, but they're always a foundation of nutrients and bioavailable nutrients. And so, yeah, some, yeah, some cultures are unlucky and maybe in modern times they're pushed off their land and they have to subsist more on plant foods, but they're still at least whole foods, but they always have the baseline of animal nutrition, which is the most bioavailable, best source of vitamins and minerals and mm. fat soluble vitamins. And all that. So yeah, I mean, if you want to get into more details on that, I, I I've come to realize that red meat is a health food, uh, that animal foods are, are the best thing we can eat. And that maybe plant foods aren't so great. They're not bad maybe, but like if you're eating whole foods, right, you're saying, what should we eat? Well, whole foods, right. That's the opposite of the processed foods, but the next level would be focus more on the animal side than the plant side. It's just what I found. Why do you think, um, let's, let's, you talk about the, the food pyramid, right? Um, why do you think the US or let's say, I don't know, the government, like the, the authorities put this out and say, and they said, it's been a while, obviously a long time ago, but Why do they say it's it was healthy or it is healthy? They 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 should have the best scientists working for them, right? They should know that not just mm -hmm. now. They should have known that 20, 30 years ago, right? Um, what do you why do you think they do that? I mean, I have an opinion why they do it. Maybe yours is different. Mm -hmm. Just want to yeah pick a little. That's yeah. It's it's such a great question, and there's multiple sides to it too. It depends on how deep you want to go on it. And yeah, I do have some other slightly more, uh, you know, I think there's a slightly more devious side to <laughs> things, but you could also just look at it just in a simple way. So the simple way to look at it is they didn't have all the info back then, I guess. 
like maybe even back to the 50s when this started, the, the 50s and 60s, there was the Ansel Keys story, you know, and, the, and this guy was kind of put in charge of figuring out why people were getting heart disease in America. And he wrongly thought it was saturated fat. And he did like all these spurious correlations. And, you know, he had, he looked at 22 countries, picked seven countries that fit his line and said, Oh, look, the more saturated fat, the, the more heart disease. So we kind of just bought into that, but there, there's a lot more going on. And in, in the film, well, we're spelling it out because yeah, I, I've, got into a lot of other research around even budget concerns and uh, lobbying and industry ties to why the, the recommendations were like that, where they actually, one of the first versions of the food pyramid or the dietary guidelines did have mo- basically all whole foods, yeah. right? It was like meat, milk, you know, fruits, vegetables. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that's fine. I get, yeah, that's, that could, that could make everyone healthy, exactly. right? Like that's, that's totally fine. And then it came back and it, um, the, the sort of lobbyists got involved and all of a sudden it turned into six to 11 servings of grains. And, you know, I forget the exact thing, but it, it totally changed. Mm-hmm. And this, this kind of isn't well-known information. This was kind of like dug up. I think it was Louise light. It's a woman who kind of like, uh, was involved in this and we'll, we'll go into it in the film, but maybe there's, there's perfectly obvious reasons before you have to get conspiratorial of what was going on back then. And it's just big money. It's always kind of about the big money industry influence. So they said, Hey, you know, we need more grains and the government listened and you know, the, it's always money because they're funding all this. They have so much money yeah. making these processed foods with the cheap grains that they have all the money to do the lobbying, right? That's, I always say that the profits in the processing. So that's why processed foods are so ubiquitous. And, and there's so much advertising around, oh, eat this, eat that, or all our thinking studies are funded. Like lobbying is done. All this stuff is done with the massive profits from the processed food industry. So it just totally makes sense. Then there's also even the budget stuff that I mentioned is when the government, the U.S. government made the guidelines, they realized, oh, we have the food stamp program and we have the military feeding mm. you know, operations and nursing homes, all this stuff that government-funded programs have to follow the guidelines, of course, because they're the one making them and give these people the food. And so someone else uncovered that they realized that they could not afford to feed people <laughs> if, they, if they recommended fresh meat and animal foods. Those are the most expensive foods. So they're kind of like, Hey, well, uh, calories are all equal. You know, a calorie is a calorie, like this whole thing that everyone always says. And I always like to debunk and and talk about, uh, and so they're like, Oh, why not? You know, who cares if it's just calories, then why don't we just feed them the cheapest calories? That's just good business (laughs) for, you know, the government is a business and they are running a business and they have budgets and they, know that they have to pay the bills for, you know, food stamps programs, for example. So it kind of just all unfolded like that. And, and then I, I love looking at mo- more into it and, and what else is going on. And, uh, you I know, find just it, I find it so interesting with your, with your movie, if food lies is the name. Um, there's so many movies out um, on Netflix, on Prime, whatever. Um, I recently watched the Game Changers. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's really well done, obviously. Um, and they want to push the veganism. They want to push a little bit of that agenda. Um, but I want to talk about uh, your movie, obviously. What's kind of the outline? What's the what's the difference? Uh, what do you uh, talk about? And um, maybe you can can compare it to other movies. But um, I want to want to really hear from you what your movie is about. Yeah, absolutely. We're trying to do something a lot different than's ever been done. It's taking a long time because we're going into such detail and we're covering so much of the story. Yeah. So we asked the question, what should humans eat? Right. This is such a hard question. And like I said, people have so many different ideas and vested interests and biases about yeah. this. And so we say, let's start from scratch. Okay, let's not assume anything. And we start going through human evolution. The film starts with a whole segment. We interviewed some of the top anthropologists and archaeologists and all this type of stuff around the world about this. And we look at human evolution and, and what we evolved to eat. And our, our guts changed and our brains got bigger. And all these things happened because of eating animal foods. And there's lots of great evidence of, yes, our, what, how it fueled our brain size and, and, and becoming human and also uh, how, how it changed our guts even where we are specialized to, to deal with meat. Like we are great. Like we have a very acidic stomach because of scavenge, you know, our ancient ancestors scavenging sort of rotting meat. We have a, a pH of our stomach similar to a hyena or vulture. Like these hyena and vultures are scavengers. They come in and they pick out meat and that's how we how our stomachs are. And it's, it's not for fermenting plants. We changed away from that. Yes. You know, we used to have more of a plant digestive system and it was more, you know, fermentation based and then our guts change. So simple facts like that. Vegans don't want to hear uh, general public doesn't know. They'll see some meme on Instagram that says that we're more, you know, we're apes we, or we, we should just be eating fruit or plants like, uh, you know, this is our stomach. This is how we're designed. I'm like, that is not true. That is a Instagram meme. So we, we start to that level of, of getting down to how the human body even works. And, um, yeah, I mean, we go through everything. We're going through the agricultural revolution. What happened when we started eating more, more grains, we settled down and started harvesting all these grains and yeah, it was great for feeding more people, but it was at the expense of nutrient density. Right. So, yes, we, we got more calories, but we were not healthy and you could see a decline. And this is shown in the archaeological record that we see uh, humans got less healthy. Our brains got a little smaller. Actually, we got shorter. We have more disease since we settled down. So that kind of flies in the face of people saying, oh, but we've been eating grains for 10,000 years. You know, like, yeah, we've had ill health for 10,000 years. That's when it all started. And the Egyptians uh, had atherosclerosis like they were. Um, not doing well. This was like when we started having our decline, we look up the mummies and they, they were obese or there's even depictions of, you know, obese, like, you know, especially the royalty because they're just sitting around eating every processed food and delicious food they can get. And so, uh, yeah, we go through everything really. We keep going through the Ansel Keys story I mentioned and the last hundred years of bad science. So that's really interesting. Uh, Tons of bad science has been done. And then we show the new science. There's so much new science that we've done lately, especially in the past decade or two, 
showing like, oh, wait, you know, we were wrong about saturated fat and oh, cholesterol. It's not like you just eat cholesterol and it just goes and clogs up your arteries. That's not how it works. It's a fun little Instagram analogy that vegans like to use. It's like, oh yeah, you put it in the drain and then the drain gets clogged. Like, no, your body's not a plumbing system. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) So we we go through that and uh, then we get to how, like, let's talk about like, what is a good diet? So we kind of already covered the the high level, but we're kind of trying to give people some recommendations. And then the last section of the film is the environment side, which is huge because people are like, oh, well, we need to make me, you know, respect animals or the land and the, the air and the climate change and this and that. And we go through all of that and show how actually cows, specifically ruminant animals, right? Bison, buffalo, sheep, uh, goats, cows help the land. They actually, they're, they're out there putting manure on the soil. They're tromping around. They're uh, eating the grasses at the right time, especially if you move them correctly and manage them correctly and putting carbon back in the soil. And they're really the solution to any problems. And really the, 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 the real bad thing is the big industry, right? So it's, it's no wonder that big industry that is polluting the environment and using all the fossil fuels and all that type of stuff all you know energy production and transportation and anything except for animals of course they're gonna try to blame it on the cow and it's just insane and there's lots of statistics we use to show that that you know it's only a couple percent of the methane or something so yeah you talked about recommendations um let's say um uh, at a regular meal out of your day, Brian Sanders' day, what would that consist of? Just maybe have some uh, some simple ways for people that, or the listeners especially, uh, that they can adapt immediately, you know, that they don't have to change the whole thing. Uh, maybe one, two things that they can actually do. Yeah, that's, I love that. I love the actionable stuff. So what the simplest way I've gotten down to it, I've gotten down to one sentence replace processed foods with meat. (laughs) Okay. Replace processed foods with animal foods. You could do that one thing. So you could still have your same diet. So say you like to eat fruit, you like to eat vegetables, you like to eat whatever, you know, whatever whole foods you're already eating. You can eat if some people don't like fruit. I don't even eat that much fruit. I just don't care. Whatever I'm eating now, there's a baseline of stuff, cheese, maybe dairy, like this middle stuff, like the baseline is there, but then if you have all the processed foods, mm. bread, pasta, whatever, of course, junk food. So instead of filling up your plate and then maybe you eat, you know, some steak or maybe some small portion of chicken, just all I'm saying is replace the processed food and just add more, double the chicken, double the steak. That's, that's seriously as simple as it can get. And it has changed people's lives. And I work with Dr. Gary you know, we, we work with patients all the time. They, they're not counting calories. They're not weighing their food. They are just bumping up the protein, animal protein, and eating less of the processed stuff. Magic. I love, I love that. I mean, and that's actionable, you know, like 
just get rid of the processed foods, eat more meat or double your meat, and uh, you are pretty, or you're going to be pretty healthy, you know, and, and long-term, that's what we're talking about too. It's not just, you're going to feel better um, in, in, in the short term, you're going you're gonna to have differences long-term, especially there's so many people that uh, are genetically there, they have cancer in their family, they have, they have Alzheimer's in their family. I think um, there's, there's this word neuroplasticity um, where you can actually change your brain you can change your genes right you, you're not you, you're not your parent mm-hmm. there's a big part obviously the genetics are there but you can still change it when you do the right steps epigenetics yes yeah. so you can change your epigenetics and and what how your genes express basically yes you have your genes but you can change how those are expressed so you're completely correct you can have all the th- problems in your family that supposedly run your family yeah. and you can avoid all of that by changing the way that you eat. And yes, the simple recommendations of it sounds simple, almost maybe too simple, but really just kind of doubling down on your animal foods and cutting out the processed foods is a huge difference in nutrient density and bioavailable nutrients and all the stuff I'm talking about. Like this is exactly what you need for long-term health is the proper protein and, and micronutrient intake. And that happens when you do this simple intervention. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. And I'm so happy that you say that actually, because I'm a meat eater. I'm not a, a vegan vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love hearing that always. Um, we're coming to, to the end kind of, uh, I always want to know where people can find you, um, uh, what your programs are like, maybe talk a little bit about that, uh, what your offers are, services are. Yeah, sure. We, I mean, mostly I just do Instagram. I'm just trying to make this film so people can support the film on foodlies.org. Um, I do a lot of content on Instagram at foodlies, any platform foodlies. I do my podcast, Peak Human. So most of my stuff is free. I'm not trying to, you know, tell anyone to, to sign up for anything, really. You can sign up for the podcast for free on YouTube or any podcast app. And I guess the one thing I am offering is meat. <laughs> Nosetail.org is where I have regenerative. Actually, we're we're just relaunching on October first, and we're I'm working with a bunch of new ranches, and we're getting amazing quality meat regeneratively grown out to people uh, anywhere in the 48 states, and uh, we have some other products as well. And then the last thing is Sapien. So, oh. Sapien.org is kind of my, my main thing. And yeah, that's why I mentioned Dr. Gary Silk. We work with people. Uh, we have, you know, some programs there. So uh, yeah, we, we can uh, help you there as well. That's awesome. Yeah, you are such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to food and nutrition. Um, and I thank you for, for coming on to my podcast. And I hope we can do that in the future again. All right. Well, thanks so much. Thank you, Brian. Hope that you enjoyed this episode of Everyday Fitness with Coach Mark. Hopefully you're feeling fired up and motivated to get going. All it takes is just 30 minutes per day. Get your hands on Coach Mark's incredible free workout challenge or join him live for an online workout every single week by going straight to completethechallenge.com. Super easy to remember, completethechallenge.com. Don't forget, the key to results is consistency. Join us for the next episode of Everyday Fitness with me, Coach Mark, every Monday and Thursday.